another Friday episode of It's Not You, It's Them, But It Might Be You with me, la la la, let me explain. And we are back with more icks and more fuckboy replies to send you into the weekend, fuck person free and having a good time. Our first ick for this Friday says, he couldn't work out how to do doggy and it was just awkward. In what way could he not work out how to do doggy? What part of it was problematic for him? Like, so you bent over, ready, like, come on, baby. And he, what, just knelt behind you or stood behind you, puzzled, rubbing his chin, scratching his forehead, like, how do I tell her? I don't know what to do next. Like, surely he could work out exactly what you were supposed to do. And actually, has he not actually seen dogs in the park having sex? We all have. Nobody wants to. It is really embarrassing, especially if it's a gangbang. Any dog owners will know the awkwardness of your dog getting involved in a fucking gangbang with strangers in the park. It's like, you don't know where to look. You have to start, like, making small talk with the owner, acting like your dog's not a massive slag. But... If you've seen that, you know how dogs have sex. And most people have seen this. So surely he could have presumably worked it out. I don't know. Something's very fishy going on here. Maybe he could work out how to do doggy. And this was one of those things where he was just like continually going, wrong hole, wrong hole, when he knew exactly that it was the right hole. He was just like, oh, sorry, not done this before. Keep getting it wrong because I can't work this out, this crazily technical position. But I actually don't know why I'm acting like this is some kind of comical thing because we all know that the wrong hole issue is actually a really sick, quite a serious one. We can all make jokes about it and we often do, but actually the jokes cover up for the sinisterness of people pretending that it's the wrong hole when really they just want to put their dick in your ass without consent. And that is red flag, abusive, gross. He thought I was on my period when I was watching Downton Abbey because I called it a period drama. This is definite ick. So this man thinks that every time a woman says, I'm just watching a period drama... It is a drama that has literally been created for people on their periods. Is that what this person actually thinks is a period drama? Actually, if they were to create a drama for people on their periods, I think if there was going to be men in it, if they were abusive men, I'd want to maybe see them getting harassed, attacked a little bit, but then sorted out and their lives changing and then being forced to volunteer on a puppy farm. Also, generally, loads of TikToks of puppies having a good time and just some random cooking bits at the end, specifically like dessert stuff that would then inspire me to what Deliveroo ice cream flavour or dessert I'm going to order next. That would be a real period drama. Not fucking Downton Abbey. And yes, I really do think that this is a massive ick because if you're over the age of 13 and you don't know the difference between a period and a period drama, go and have a word with your parents. 
because something has gone horribly, terribly wrong. Okay. The next ick says, his name is Gareth and he uses the word perhaps all the time. It is a combination of icks. What do you mean? So if his name was David and he used the word perhaps all the time, that would be okay. But because his name is Gareth and he constantly overuses the word perhaps, that is where the problem lies. Does anyone called Gareth give you the ick? Because that's offensive, actually. That is discriminatory and offensive against people called Gareth. And Gareth is like a traditionally Welsh name, isn't it? I think Gareth's nice. Who's a famous Gareth? Gareth Gate. Oh, maybe this is where it comes from. There's only one famous Gareth, and that is Gareth Gates. And we as a nation fell in love with Gareth Gates because of his genuineness and his vulnerability. But then I do think it got all a bit tainted after the whole Katie Price thing. Not that Katie Price, having sex with Katie Price taints you. I'd have sex with Katie Price. I just mean his innocence went and then the vulnerability was gone and he was no longer little Gareth Gates. You know what I mean? So maybe it's that association. Maybe it's because Gareth... Is, Gar- is Gary the shortening of Gareth? I've never thought about that. And what's Barry the shortening? Is Barry the shortening of Barreth? I need to think about this. Is Harry the shortening of Harreth? No, anyway, I'm taking it too far. But basically, it may also be your association with Gary, the word Gary, because Gary is the generic fuckboy name. And I always say fuck off Gary. So maybe fuck off Gareth is happening for you. And a Gareth saying perhaps all the time. I, I, I kind of get it. I do kind of get it, but also I think you need to get therapy. I think you need to work on how you feel about people called Gareth. I think it's unfair. I think you could end up phasing yourself out of really good relationships if you're constantly avoiding people called Gareth. But I do get the overuse of the word perhaps, especially as it kind of shows that you're a bit indecisive. You know what I mean? Why is everything perhaps? Fucking be firm, mate. Not perhaps, be decisive. Say for real how you feel about things. So I do get this, but also I do think you're a bitch. So it's a combination, isn't it? Oh, God. All right, the next one says he called his mum to ask if he liked courgette. So I'm assuming that this, you were cooking for him or whatever, you saying to him, oh, I'm going to make courgette spaghetti or something, I don't know, some kind of courgette-based dish. Do you, do, do you like courgette? You're all right with this dinner? And he was like, I'm, I'm not sure, you know. Let me ring my mum. Uh, you know, the type of person who does this probably doesn't even call her mum. I'd imagine he calls her mummy or mother. Let me ring mummy and find out if I like courgettes or not. What a fucking child. Get out of here. If you have to ring your parents to ask them if you like a particular type of food, then you you should be living with them. You shouldn't be allowed out on your own after nine o'clock and you certainly shouldn't be dating. What the hell is that about? How pathetic do you have to be to not know if you like courgette or not? Or to need to know from your mum if you don't know? Eat the fucking courgette in it and then you'll find out. Don't ring your mother. Your mum has better things to do, you know. She actually brutalised her own vagina however many years ago to now, 25 years later, be receiving phone calls about whether you like courgette or not. Have some fucking respect. Definite ick. 100%. I actually think this man's a psychopath. Run. Okay, this ick says, he slipped over in the shower 
and I saw him flopping around on the bottom of the bath. I'm not going to support this ick because I've just had the image of a turtle or like a beetle, you know, like on its back, like vulnerable, helpless, like uh, flopping around in the bath on his back. And he needed you. He needed you to help him turn over. You wouldn't leave a beetle or a turtle on its back flopping around. You'd actually go and help it. But with your man, you just stand there like, Oh, Jesus, you pathetic little piece of shit slipping over in the shower and now you can't get up. You can't even get up yourself. It's the use of the word flopping, which which does make it... I can see the ick. You know, I can. I'm picturing a man that I've got a crush on in the bottom of the bath flopping around like a helpless turtle. I do get it. But also, we, we can't treat people like this. If they've slipped in the shower, they need our love and our care, and our help. They don't need us standing there like, well, I can never have sex with you again now, you helpless, feeble, pathetic little vulnerable cockroach. You've done it now, slipping over in the shower. I liked you before. I was considering marriage, and now I can't even look at you or hear you breathe. Go away. And this is what the ick does to us. It makes us horrible, terrible people. In his moment of need, you fucked him over. But I support you. It's fine. I'm not criticising for you for that. I'm just asking you to acknowledge what a terrible person you are whilst also acknowledging that that's all right. You can be a terrible person and carry on your day as normal. Hi, guys. It's me, and I'm here to tell you about another Sony Music Entertainment podcast. Now, I know you all like to have a deeper look and get under the skin of a subject. Otherwise, you wouldn't be listening to me deconstructing hot topics and getting into the nitty gritty with all your dating dilemmas. So I think you're going to love getting curious with the fabulous Jonathan Van Ness from Queer Eye. Every week, they deep dive into conversations with a variety of experts on some really, really important and eye or ear opening topics like the history of abortion and the science of sleep. Get excited, get curious and listen to Getting Curious wherever you get your podcasts. And now it is time for Fuckboy Replies. This is your opportunity to send me a text that you were going to send to a person in your life who's not been treating you in the best way. And I will reply to the text either with what I think they're going to say or with my view or a combination of the two. So let's see what you're texting your fuck people this week. First text says, why do you feel the need to tell me about the 18-year-old at work who fancies you? Well, I would imagine that a fuck person receiving that text is probably going to reply, wow, well, I told you because I wanted to be honest with you. Next time, I'll keep shit like that a secret. They will play you. They will make it. They will turn it around to make it like, hey, me constantly talking about this person who's really desiring me. Is just, I'm telling you about it just because I want to be completely honest with you. That is the normal, typical response. But of course, the reason that they're telling you about this 18-year-old who fancies them at work is because, well, either it's to boost their own self-esteem, 
They want a little bit more attention from you. They want you to feel like you have some kind of competition. They want you to feel jealous. Maybe they want to triangulate you. Maybe if this really is a fuckboy or a fuck person, you know, like not a nice person, then what they might be trying to do is make you feel shit. Make you feel like you have to work to keep them. Make you feel insecure every time they go to work because you know that there's somebody there who fancies them. If they're telling you this, it's probably not because they're trying to be honest, it's probably because they're trying to make you feel a little bit vulnerable and like you need to fight more for their attention. And that is what I have to be clear about with fuckboy replies. I'm not asking you to send me in, should I send this message to my genuinely nice boyfriend? Because a genuinely nice boyfriend or girlfriend or partner or whatever, you can work out how, you know, it's fine. It's safe to text them. When I do fuckboy replies, I'm specifically thinking about you sending messages to people who are not good for you, messages that you might regret sending. So if we are looking at all of these in the context of this is a fuck person and they're continuously telling you that the 18-year-old at work fancies them, then you know what you need to do. You need to remove yourself from a situation where this person is trying to make you feel bad about yourself and insecure every time they go to work. It's not a nice one. But they will probably justify it with a reply text saying something like, wow, it's just I'm just being honest and real. If you want me to hide things, I will. The next fuckboy reply says you mentally and emotionally abused me but I really miss you right now do not send this text do not send this text send it to your mate send it to your therapist send it to yourself in notes and never ever send it to that person how you're feeling is so normal feeling like you miss a person who has abused you harmed you brought a ton of shit to your life you know most people on a basic level would think wow you're really lucky to be away from that how could you miss that but the reason that we always stay for so long is because we are so hooked in by so many other things the abuse doesn't serve to make us run sometimes it serves to make us stay even longer and it's very common to miss people who have subjected us to that kind of thing so it is important that you don't try to stop this missing feeling by getting connection to them and by trying to invite them back into your life. Accept and understand it's okay to miss them and this feeling will pass and you will get through this feeling. You just need to do something, anything other than getting in contact with them to relieve the feeling. And that could be talking to a therapist, talking to a friend, ring your mate, you know, write out a journal. There's lots of things that you can do to completely distract yourself and get away from that momentary feeling of like, I absolutely have to text them right now to tell them this. You don't. Allow that feeling to pass because the reply that you're probably going to get will probably be something like, oh my God, you women are all mad. I abused you, but you miss me can't have been that bad if you still miss me, can it? I miss you too though, but I'm not going to talk to you if I'm just going to get falsely blamed because of your mental health issues. You know, you're potentially opening yourself up to further emotional abuse and harm. You're going to go through periods, but you can get through it and do everything you can to not send this text. Block, delete, move on. Do not have them stored in your phone. That'll also make it harder if you have to go through that process of unblocking them to send the message. So block so that when you get these feelings in future, it's a whole process before you can actually get to do it. But don't do it. Terrible idea. But totally understandable. 
And the final one for today says, why do you have a photo of your son as your WhatsApp profile when you haven't actually seen him for two years? Well, I think we know the answer to that. The answer to that is because he's probably telling these other women that he's meeting on dating apps or matching or whatever that he's a poor, wonderful, brilliant dad and he loves his son so much, but this bitch of a baby mother is not allowing him to see him anymore. That's probably why. The story that is happening in real life, that he's just not bothering to see his child, which I'm assuming from your text, is definitely not the story that is going to be being conveyed to other women or people that this man meets. The thing about you sending this message and asking... Why? The person is not going to re respond with the truth, are they? This man is not going to respond and say, I've got it there just so that people think I'm a good dad, even though I'm not. He's going to probably flip it back on you. If you say, why do you have a profile picture when you haven't seen him in two years? He's probably going to say, and whose fucking fault is that? Are you mad? I'll see you in court, you fucking bitch. He probably, because a lot of them do this. They're so wrapped up in their own madness that they will truly like bring you in on their lie, even though you're the one that's part of the lie that they're telling other people. They can literally convince themselves, no, it is you. It's you who's stopping me from seeing them. When actually, you're not stopping them from seeing them at all. You're just laying down boundaries and they don't like those boundaries, so they choose not to see the kid and then blame that on you. That's the very typical scenario. So you're not going to get a good response to this. You're not going to get the truth to this. And actually, I think it's really pointless to say it, but you still could because what's it going to change? If it's going to generate like madness and anger and arguments, I wouldn't bother sending it. If you want to send it to just have your point made, you can send it. But what outcome are you going to have? Is it going to make him want to see his child? Is it going to make the relationship between the two of you any better? It's probably not. And maybe it's best left unsaid. All right, and finally, for this Friday, I'm going to leave you, as always, with a Friday night reminder, a weekend reminder. And this one really is mainly for people with vaginas, but obviously, men, you can use sex toys and fleshlights if you want to. No judgment at all, although I might get the ick, but who knows. Anyway, the Friday night reminder for this weekend is... A vibrator will never let you down, but he might. And this is the truth. You know, obviously, men are better than vibrators because they can do more stuff. You can go out with them for the weekend. I mean, you could take your vibrator to the cinema if you wanted to. And we shouldn't, if we see women sitting in cinemas with vibrators next to them, do not judge them. Obviously do if it's like um, a PG film or something. But if it's over 18s, I don't see what the problem is, to be honest. A vibrator obviously is, sh is shitter than a man because it can't have a conversation with you, but also quite a lot of them struggle with that too, you know what I mean? There's many dates I've been on where I would have definitely had a better conversation with a dildo than with the man sat in front of me. Anyway, this is starting to turn into quite a sexist rant about how men are not as good as plastic vibrators and that is not that was not my intention actually I did want to sort of frame this as like men are really great but also don't call that guy 
just because you're horny or just because you want a bit of sex because it comes with so much other added stuff. And a vibrator is not going to make you feel shit the next morning because it hasn't called you. A vibrator is not going to turn around at the end and not cuddle you and make you feel abandoned. You know, so actually if it is horniness, that is motivating you to contact somebody who is really not that good for you, then please remember that a vibrator can give you the same orgasmic feelings and it will not leave you with some of the shit, including STIs, pregnancy, BV, thrush, all of that jazz that can come from having sex with a random fuckboy. So choose vibrators over men, but not in all circumstances, only if the men are very much lacking. And there we go. We are done. That is us for another week. I will see you on Monday for another hot topic and then Wednesday for more Agony Aunts and then Friday for more of this again. So make sure that you subscribe, tune in, listen, share, play it over and over and over again so that you can keep hearing me in your ear holes every week. La la la, let me explain. This has been a Sony Music Entertainment production. <laughs>